The challengers of the Word of God are so easily predictable, as is their ultimate demise. Whether it was Darwin, who battled terribly black moods and became a social recluse, or Nietzsche, who made famous the blasphemy God is dead, then later perished in an insane asylum, or Darwin's supporter Huxley, who needed electric shock therapy to jolt him out of his deep depression, or the French antagonist of the Holy Bible, Voltaire, who died in 1778. He predicted that within 100 years, Christianity would disappear into the obscurity of history. Instead, 50 years after Voltaire's death, his house and printing press were used by the Geneva Bible Society to produce holy Bibles. For over 6,000 years, Satan's champions have challenged the authority of the Word of God, but to no avail. It is still true and righteous altogether. Those who embrace and surrender their lives to this holy book find life and find it more abundantly. Have you yet to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Would you like to have all confusion dispelled? Would you like the peace that a single mind affords? Click on the Further with Jesus for immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Today is the day of salvation. Do it now. Now for today's subject. This four-subject update is just more undeniable truth that God is and that he is the creator of the universe and the author of his holy word. Thousands of years before modern science even began to sniff the reason why, God proclaims it with insights that only the Creator could know. People want proof, and God's Word is only happy to supply it. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. We're so glad you've come. Update number one. God said, Deuteronomy 26.15, Look down from thy holy habitation, from heaven, and bless thy people Israel, and the land which thou hast given us, as thou swearest unto our fathers, a land that floweth with milk and honey. God said, First Samuel chapter 14, verse 27, But Jonathan heard not when his father charged the people with the oath, wherefore he put forth the end of the rod that was in his hand, and dipped it in an honeycomb, and put his hand to his mouth, and his eyes were enlightened. God said, Proverbs twenty-four thirteen through 14, My son, eat thou honey, because it is good, and the honeycomb, which is sweet to thy taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul, when thou hast found it. Then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. God said, Isaiah seven fifteen, Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Man said, honey's just another nutritionally empty sweetener like sugar. Now the record. Fifty-seven times God speaks of raw honey in the scriptures, commenting on its multiple benefits, including its power to supply instant energy. He compares it to the soul's appreciation of wisdom and its involvement in the ability to choose between good and evil. He even names the promised land, the land of milk and honey. In an AP story from January 2008 under the heading, Cold Meds Send 7,000 Kids to Hospitals, the following paragraphs were found. Cough and cold medicines send about 7,000 children to hospital emergency rooms each year, the U.S. government said Monday in its first national estimate. About two-thirds of the cases were children who took the medicines unsupervised. However, about one-quarter involved cases in which parents gave the proper dosage and an allergic reaction or some other problem developed, the study by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported. The study included both over-the-counter and prescription medicines. 
It comes less than two weeks after the U.S. Food and Drug Administration warned parents that over-the-counter cough and cold medicines are too dangerous for children younger than two. Many of the ER case reports were not specific about symptoms, and the researchers did not follow cases through to conclusion. So they did not know if or how many deaths resulted, said Schaefer, an epidemiologist, excuse me, epidemiologist who was the study's lead author. For the children whose symptoms were reported, allergic reactions like hives and itching were most common, and neurological symptoms like drowsiness and unsteady walking were next, she said. Most of the medicines involved were liquid combinations of cough and cold treatments, CDC researchers said, end of quote. Now this paragraph from a February-March 2008 issue of USA Weekend. In January, the Food and Drug Administration advised that children under age 2 should not be given over-the-counter cough and cold medicines because of potential side effects that include rapid heart rates, convulsions, and death. Instead, soothe your child's cough with a teaspoon of honey. A study done by researchers at Penn State Children's Hospital in Hershey, PA, compared a teaspoon, a teaspoon, excuse me, of buckwheat honey, honey-flavored cough suppressant, and no treatment, and 105 children with an upper respiratory tract infection, 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 excuse me, and found that honey worked best at calming coughs. However, do not give honey to babies under the age of one. End of quote. Agency France Press published the following in a news release May 4, 2007. Spreading honey on a diabetic ulcer could prevent the need to amputate an infected foot, researchers say. A doctor at the University of Wisconsin who helped about a half a dozen of her diabetic patients avoid amputation has launched a controlled trial to promote the widespread use of honey therapy. The therapy involves bacteria because it is acidic and avoids the complication of bacterial resistance found with standard antibiotics, Jennifer Eddy, a professor of the University School of Medicine and Public Health, told AFP. This is a tremendously important issue for world health, Eddy said. If we can prove that honey promotes healing and diabetic ulcers, we can offer new hopes for many patients, not to mention the cost benefit and the issue of bacterial resistance. The possibilities are tremendous. Honey therapy is already used to treat bed sores in New Zealand and as an alternative form of medicine in Europe, but has largely been relegated to history books in the United States. Eddie first heard of it in medical school when a professor commented that of all the ancient remedies, honey actually seemed to work when he tried it out in the laboratory. She tried honey therapy as a a last resort six years ago with a 79-year-old diabetic patient who had developed foot wound resistant to standard treatments. I tried it only after everything else had failed and we had essentially sent him home to die, she said. All antibiotics were stopped when we started honey, and his wounds rapidly healed. Eddie hopes to have the trial completed and the results published by 2008 or 2009, end of quote. For more information on the secrets of God's raw honey, click on to the following God Said, Man Said subjects. Update number two. God said Psalms 22, verse 9, But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. God said, Isaiah 28, 9, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. 
Man said, at least until recently, that baby formula was at least as good and even better than mother's breast, now the record. The marvels of mother's milk, both physically and psychologically, are more and more dominating the headlines. Science continues to discover its secrets. The following excerpt is from an article written in 2008 in USA Weekend. Breastfeeding for four to six months may protect against food allergies, says a newly published policy statement from the American Academy of Pediatrics, end of quote. For even more astounding information on breastfeeding, click on to the following God Said, Man Said subjects. Update number three. God said, Genesis 17, verse 10 through 14, This is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every man child in your generations, he that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man-child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people, he hath broken my covenant." Man said circumcision is an ancient and barbaric religious custom and has no physical benefit for mankind. Now the record. It's amazing. When God declares the truth in a matter, men will create sophisticated organizations to contradict it. One such example is God's commandment concerning circumcision. A special note to born-again Christians, please forgive the redundancy. The Old Testament commandment of circumcision of the flesh is fulfilled in Christ and is now the spiritual circumcision of the heart. And those who walk in faith and righteousness need not be constrained by it. That's Romans chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. But be advised that true word-walking Christians, we estimate, make up less than 2% of the world's general population. The world's general population has no protection from the plagues that circumcision protects against. The biological benefits of circumcision are enormous. The colossal far-reaching benefits of circumcision have been chronicled on this site in the following subjects. We have covered the following information concerning the world's new revelation regarding circumcision. We are repeating this short excerpt from the April 2008 issue of Discover, surely a publication which is no friend of Christianity, because this 4,000-year-old commandment is again current news. The excerpt follows. The pros and cons of circumcision have fueled a heated debate. Now from the World Health Organization comes evidence that is difficult to ignore. Male circumcision could lower female to male HIV transmission rates by 50 to 60 percent, according to 2007 results of three clinical trials conducted on more than 10,000 men in Kenya, Uganda, and South Africa. In the wake of these findings, demand for the procedure has surged among African men overwhelming government hospitals. A study published in July 2006 and PLOS Medicine found that male circumcision could avert between 1.1 million and 3.8 million new HIV infections over the next 10 years in sub-Saharan Africa, end of quote. Update number four. God said Leviticus chapter 11 verses 7 and 8, And the swine, though he divide the hoof, and be cloven-footed, 
yet he cheweth not the cud, he is unclean to you. Of their flesh shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch. They are unclean to you. Man said, the Bible's dietary laws are irrelevant teachings of religious superstition. Pork is good food. It's the other white meat. Now the record. Keep in mind that the special note found above concerning circumcision also pertains to this subject. How can man with his science finally just discover the wisdom of God given in his holy word from the beginning of time while still discounting its credibility? The following excerpt is from an article written in 2008 in Discover titled, Superbugs in the Fridge. Never mind E. coli in your spinach or butylism in your canned beans. There could be antibiotic-resistant superbugs in your fridge. Until recently, scientists believed that the dangerous bacterium methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, uh, known as MRSA, thrived primarily in hospitals. But MRSA was recently found for the first time in live pigs in North America, confirming suspicions that it has entered the food chain in Canada a country that provides 80% of the United States pork imports. A strain of MRSA was found in a sample of pigs and their farmers. One-fourth of 285 pigs studied were infected, according to a report in Veterinaria Microbiology, with a 20% rate of transmission to the pig farmers. Since proper Cooking will kill MRSA uh, just as it does E. coli. Risk of food poisoning by Staphylococcus aureus are low for those who eat well-done pork. However, the USDA has found that foodborne outbreaks have occurred due to contamination by food handlers who spread bacteria from pork to products to other people. Proper handling and more sanitary living conditions for pigs can minimize such risks, the USDA says, end of quote. Not only did God say not to eat, he also said not to touch. For more health-filled information, click on to the following God said, man said subjects. God said, man said, now you have the record.